A new Star Wars journey begins in the place all good journeys begin. At, well, the beginning. This Star Wars Day, I'm excited to introduce the new Star Wars Canon Timeline Podcast, where we will piece together the complete story of that galaxy far, far away, in timeline order, from the dawn of the Jedi through the great unknown following the sequel trilogy. This is a podcast for both Star Wars superfans and complete newbies. Listen to the short intro episode now to hear how it works and what to expect over the coming weeks as we set the stage for the new television series, The Acolyte, which we will be covering with weekly breakdowns. Subscribe to the Star Wars Canon Timeline podcast wherever you listen to take part in one of the most epic and expansive stories ever told, following all the twists and turns from start to finish. May the 4th be with you all, all month and beyond. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the MC Universe, where the Lorehounds, your guides to the multiverse and beyond. I'm David. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast to prepare for Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. In this episode, we're going to talk about our personal Spider-Man histories, into the Spider-Verse, and what we don't and expect about the new movie. To lend us a hand, we have Alicia with us today, knower of many things Marvel and newly minted Lorehounds affiliate. Check out her new podcast, Wool Shift Dust covering the Silo TV show on Apple TV. Quick spoiler warning right here at the top. We are going to be talking about all things Marvel, and we will be getting deep into the details of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. If you've got any questions, comments, theories, news you want to share with us, drop us a note. Send us feedback at mcu at thelawhounds.com or head over to our website at thelawhounds.com and use the contact form or record a voicemail. So we're coming up on our one-year podcasting anniversary on July 11th, to be exact, and we're on a little bit of a membership drive for our Patreon. We'd love to break 100 subscribers by the end of July. At the end of this podcast, I'll have some more information about the thank you gift that we're going to be sending to everyone and more news about Patreon benefits as well as our programming schedule for May. One other thing, if you can, take a moment real quick and hop into Apple Podcasts and leave us a star rating or a quick review. Even a couple of quick words of encouragement would be great. We read all the reviews and they mean a lot to us and they help other folks find the podcast. All right, uh, Alicia, how you doing? Welcome back to the MC Universe. Doing well. Glad to be here. Excited to talk about this film. Yes. Yeah, the old I, one and the new one. Totally. So I want a quick opportunity to give you a chance to plug your new podcast. I uh, We're really excited. I think everybody's really enjoying the show. 
You want to just give us a quick rundown on what you've got cooking over there? Yeah, so uh, I'm a huge fan of the Hugh Howey books, the Silo series of books, Wool, Shift, and Dust so far, more coming in the future. No, um, really, there's more. Yeah, he's he's Ooh, talking about cool. another trilogy coming. So, uh, sweet. Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of the books, and uh, they have been adapted into this TV show on Apple TV Plus that people are really loving so far. So in, uh, in our podcast, we break it down. Uh, I have the book angle, my co-host, he's a political historian who has not read the books. So he's bringing the fresh perspective. And uh, we do a little theory crafting, a little comparing with the books, no spoilers about future plot points. Right. Cool. Great. Cool. I, uh, John, have you watched uh, uh, a at all? What I do you have, think so far? Um, yeah. It's it's heavy. <laughs> it's heavy. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna front. It, yeah. It's it's heavy. Um, I like this whole, you know, not knowing where this is headed because I'm totally new to this entire universe, this entire right. series. So I really have no way of gauging what's going to happen next. Honestly, I'm really jealous. <laughs> that's a really cool thing to experience you know for especially because the show is is i think it's done well um the writing is is great i love the acting um and i'm so now i'm invested to find out how they got into this this predicament right you know what mm -hmm. happened you know and i'm i'm looking forward to unpeeling that that onion and, and seeing what what happened how we, we got there. One of the best things about it being based on the books is that the answers do already exist. So it's not going to be like that lost right, situation right. where the mystery box just keeps opening more mystery boxes without answers inside. I think so, one that, of the yeah. great things about the show is that it is a sweet spot for podcasters. Mm -hmm. It's got a whole bunch of production stuff, which is great and that we can geek out over. It's got really great acting. Uh, so far, the dialogue and the writing has been good. And it's a sci-fi mystery box dystopian story political thriller yeah political thriller yeah, yeah. with with uh, you know and there's uh, personal relationships and all this stuff so it's a it's a, <laughs> it's an ideal show for a podcast and so i and it was not on my radar i did a lot of research at the beginning of the year to create my show tracker so we could figure out what we're going to covering and stuff and this was nowhere Nobody, none of the big websites, none of the big podcasters who do TV stuff, I, nobody had mentioned this. So it was nowhere on my research. And suddenly, boom, here it is. And boom, here you are with a podcast. So it was uh, very fortuitous. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that has like a, has a cult following. But, you know, if you're not in that cult, you might not have realized it. But then it turned mm. out that the adaptation is actually quite quality. They gave the whole thing to some reviewers ahead of time. And they've uh -huh. all been saying really good things about it. So. The production yeah, is off really the good. hook. Yeah, it's, it's really great. Good. So, well, I'm super glad that we've been able to support you with your podcast and, uh, you know, too. enlarge our, our Lorehounds family. It's, it's very cool. Uh, so if you, uh, dear listener, have not checked it out, uh, just search for Wool Shift Dust in your podcast app of choice and subscribe. And uh, if you're so moved, give uh, Alicia a little boost, give her a rating and, and maybe some reviews because yeah. it really does help. It does help that podcast is, is essential. <laughs> yeah, it, right on. It really is. So. All right, well, we're here to talk about Spider-Man today, so let's shift gears. Um, across the Spider-Verse is dropping, uh, what, this next week, right? Next week, June no, yeah. 5th? That's I'm next, going to wow. see it on the 31st. It's coming, yeah. 
Right. I, it's, uh, it gets confusing on the days that we record versus yeah. the days that the podcast drops versus the days that movies uh, come out. So, yeah, this is exciting. Uh, I am super hyped. I have n- I never saw into the Spider-Verse. I, Jean, you're shaking your head. You're just in disbelief. Mm-hmm. And you're like my MCU buddy. You should have been, I, you know, you I should have wrestled you me that. down. I heard him I tell you. you. I heard I him told you to watch it. And, that, and I've told you to watch it before. And I'm like, I know you don't like animation. I know you're not into that, that type of medium. But Dude, dude, this it. movie is next level. I am so hyped to see uh, Across the Spider-Verse. Intro into the Spider Verse. I just finished watching it the other day. Um, incredible. So let's talk real quick about our background with Spider Man and the character, and then talk a little bit about the uh, the first movie. Jean, uh, as a deep comic book reader and an MCU guy, are you a DC guy as well? Or yes, I am. Okay, so you I you am. don't care. No, you're not. A, it's no divide for you. No, I'm, I'm not a comic snob. Okay, good. <laughs> What's uh, what? How far back do you go with Spider-Man as a character? Oh, that's one of the first memories I have of superheroes. Yeah, um, I I can remember like being I don't know eight nine and watching like these reruns of the Marvel um, superhero shows that they had in the sixties. Uh huh. Like they had the Iron Man show and the ubiquitous. You know, Spider Man show that I, I I hear the theme song in my head right now. Spider Spider Man, yeah, yeah Spider Man, all those shows. So th- that was my first introduction into into the character, mm-hmm. and then you know Spider Man and his amazing friends, and you know Saturday morning cartoons and stuff like that. Um, I didn't really start reading like the the comic. Wow, I didn't start. I didn't. I really didn't collect Spider Man okay. for some reason. I wasn't mm-hmm. a, a big comic reader. Um, I always gravitated to to more of, you know, the cosmic and and also like Thor type of mythology okay. type of, of comic books when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So I really didn't collect a lot of the Spider-Man comics. There were some that I would get because my friends who read them. They were like, yo, you got to read this comic. You got to have this comic. So I would get them, you know, like when he. Like you you telling me to see the movie. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Except I was like 12. Right. (laughs) And you had nothing else to do. There was no internet. So you just had to read the comics, right? Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, and and that's how, you know, I would get, you know, singular issues where somebody would say, oh, you got to read this. You got to read that. So, but I think I became a really big fan after reading the first Secret Wars um, Marvel comic series because that, you know, focused on on Spider-Man quite a bit. And that's what turned me into like a, a guy who was like, okay, I can check for this character. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was um it, it was a it, it wasn't an immediate love affair with the character. Right. But he grew on me over time. But it, and it goes deep though. It goes way back. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I said, Secret Wars came out. I don't know, mid eighties. Mm-hmm. That's when the comic was was first written, the first one. So yeah, back then I collected all twelve issues. Nice, you know? nice. Alicia, what about you? What's your history with Spider Man? Yeah, um, well, I was even later to the Spider Man party. Uh, I've said in a previous MCU podcast that I was more of like an X Men, Midnight Suns kind of girl growing up. Um, okay. 
Uh, of course, you know, Spider-Man cartoons, they're on TV. I watched them from time to time, but it didn't feel like it really connected with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we had the Tobey Maguire movies when I was still fairly young. Just for superhero movies in general, they were really you know, influential and uh, mind-blowing at the time. And then we got the Andrew Garfield movies, and I'm like, why are we doing this exact same thing again, you know? <laughs> and then and then when Tom Holland was announced, I was like, why? Why another Spider-Man? They're like, but this is MCU Spider-Man. I'm like, Ugh. But then I, that's actually where it started to really win me over, was, you know, seeing him be what I now think is like quintessential Spider-Man, just like a smart-mouth teenager, you know? Right. Um, but the really the the thing that turned me into a Spider-Man or a Spider-Verse specifically fan was into the Spider-Verse because that's right. when I saw for the first time, uh, you know, they have a saying at the end of the movie, they say, um, we all wear these, everyone can wear the mask, including you. And I saw for the first time that it wasn't just, you know, some kid from Queens, but first of all, you know, Miles Morales is in Brooklyn where we've all lived. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's funny that all three of us are still live there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Came to the <laughs> and um and yeah and then of course just seeing spider gwen who was someone like oh she reminds me a lot of myself and and i started to see myself in the character and seeing the variety of these and that's when i started i was like oh maybe i actually want to go read some spider-man comics now awesome right nice um i am for me back when i was a kid uh, my good buddy, who was also my uh, good Star Wars buddy of mine, we were, we were our families were friends. He was way into Spider Man, and he always wanted to play Spider Man, and you know, shooting webs, and you know, doing all that stuff when you know, playing out in the yard. And yeah, Spider Man never grabbed me. I, I still to this day, I'm not a big Spider Man person. Uh, I was more I, when we were playing as kids. I was more into like playing chips or Battlestar Galactica or Star Wars, you know, and I'd play Han Solo or, you know, uh, Paunch Paunch from from chips and stuff like that, or Apollo and Battlestar Galactica. And Spider-Man was just not my cup of tea. And then, so, yeah, like you were saying, Alicia, when we just keep getting new variations of Spider-Mans in the live action movies, and then finally we get an MCU one, I always had a similar reaction. I was like, oh, geez, what, what is going on with this property? But then with the MCU Spider-Man uh, with Tom Holland, great, love, great actor, you know, playing a great role. They, they wrote him in a very funny and fun way. And so I really enjoyed that. Um, and then so I think that was my avoidance to ever seeing Into the Spider-Verse. I was just like, ah, another confusing element to the Spider-Man story. And then we've got uh, across the Spider Verse coming up, and it's like, well, we're you know MCU podcast, we got to cover it, so let me go check this out. And not only was I blown away, and we'll we'll get into more about that by the production and and the style and everything like that, the fact that they in the movie dealt with the multiple Spider Man type of stuff and and tied it up and cleaned it up really made me feel connected more to this character now who I've spent a lot of time with. Cause yeah, Jean, like I watched the same cartoons as you did, you know, the, the Spider-Man, uh, justice league, all that stuff. Um, and so it, I really felt the continuity spanning across the years encapsulated in this movie. Mm. And so besides all of the other things that really made me happy as a, as a viewer of the movie, 
that really grounded my Spider-Man experience. Uh, and I really appreciate that. And I think I give them a lot of props for being able to pull that off. Not only give us a new view of a Spider-Man, give us a young a uh, young man of color in the city, you know, like, and, and the whole style of it. So there's a just regrounding Spider-Man, but also then connecting across time and space was a really great, I don't know how they envisioned that or plotted that or planned that out, but it really worked on me uh, as especially somebody who has had Spider-Man in his life, my whole life here and there, but I've never been connected to it. Now I suddenly feel very connected and, and uh, feel like I've got some, uh, what's the right way I want to explain this? Like it's meaningful to me now. It's meaningful right. to me in a way that it hasn't been before. So right. I loved about the original movie piggybacking on what you were just saying, how they, they have those repetitive introductions, you know, mm -hmm. and they yes. are just sort of giving a <laughs> wink to the fact that like, we know you've heard this story a thousand times before, but we're going to make it funny. And, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. So good. So, uh, Jean, did you see Into the Spider-Verse when it first came out? Like, were yes. you there first, yes, first day? I've, I've watched it more than 20 <laughs> times. <laughs> wow, you got me beat. But, yeah, I've watched that movie 20 times. When did you um, go see it live in the theater when it first came out? I didn't. I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't see it in the theater when it first mm -hmm. came out. Um, the, it, it, it's like that. that movie... Because like the two of you, I got sick and tired of seeing Peter Parker. Right. Being portrayed on screen. Right. Especially since I knew from reading Marvel comics that they had this other <laughs> like spider character that other spider characters mm -hmm. they could have brought to the screen. Right. So having how many Peter Parker Spider-Man movies that yeah. have we had since... 2009 yeah eight, ridiculous nine, number. right um, yeah plus the 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 mcu ones where he you know he's in the end game and right stuff like that right which so i enjoyed he, those i, yeah, I enjoyed I, not, all of the the avenger uh, spider-man I, I liked them you know but it got to the point where the tom holland movie came out of course we went to see it but i'm just like ah come on man Right. <laughs> give, give me give me Miles, give me give me Gwen, give me Jessica, give me something. You know right. what I mean? There are all these other characters that you can that can portray on screen um that haven't been given the opportunity to to shine. So when that movie, when I finally saw it, and my friends were like, Oh, this is the greatest, this movie's so dope, it's so fresh. <laughs> Sounds familiar. Yeah. So cool. I'm yeah. like, all right, I'm gonna watch it, I'm gonna watch it, I'm gonna watch it, I'm gonna watch it. And then I watched it and I was just like, Man, can we get a live action guy? <laughs> can I get a live action miles like next? <laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they even yeah. teased they teased the live action yes, miles. I think did. a year they before the, into the yes, Spider Verse came absolutely, out. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. His, his uncle's in, you know, in uh, his, homecoming. In yeah, homecoming. So it's just like I, I love this character. Um, you know, when I started reading the character when because he's fairly new to marvel comics right it's this century um when you know bendis created this ultimate universe that a lot of the characters that are in, are in the mcu are kind of based on that marvel um run 
right? Marvel Ultimate Universe was just like a a separate universe that they created mm-hmm. to tell the same the stories of the characters that you knew in a different way. So a different it's still Thor, but told in a different way. It's still the Incredible Hulk, but it's told in a different way. It's nothing that you you knew from before a ultimate universe, a totally different universe. When I started reading those comics, that really livened up for me and for a lot of other folks, you know, the reading experience because it changed so many things, right? It changed how the X-Men were were being written and talked about. It changed how Captain America, the Avengers, Fantastic Four, all of these properties that you've read stories about for, you know, decades now are being told in a totally new and fresh way. And then we got Miles, Afro-Latino kid in New York City who does graph. You know, it's like, can can it be any better than this? You know what I'm saying? Right. So really got invested into the comic books. And when it came to screen, just, it blew me away. It blew me away. Yeah. There's, There's no... I think the storytelling in that movie is hands down the best storytelling in the Marvel cinematic, whatever you want to call it. Right. I don't think there's another movie and that includes the Avengers, you know, run. There's not another movie that does it better than that Spider-Verse movie. Alicia... Did uh, do you have a similar? Are you vibing with John here? Are you picking up what yeah. he's laying down? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm nodding if the listeners at home can't hear it. But <laughs> but yeah, no, exactly. Because it's not just that it shows us this wider variety of characters, but it's just the writing is so good. And then we get into the arts; like it's just an insane level of talent uh, that's been allowed to work to top form, which is not always the case with Sony movies. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, I have to say a couple of things that you said there. One, this is a movie I would rewatch. I don't rewatch a lot of the Marvel movies. Maybe Winter Soldier, if I flip in, you know, and I see it on or something like that, I'll watch it. Um, I haven't watched Endgame in a while, but you know, I might pick up some of the uh, uh, Avenger uh, movies, but I, I won't go back and rewatch all of the other, you know, Phase One, Phase Two stuff just because. This is something that I feel I would want to watch uh, on the regular. Right. Uh, I also agree of all the Marvel movies, and I know this is a Sony thing, and we'll get into the Sony Marvel thing uh, in a little bit. But in terms of this class of movies uh, across Sony to MCU, I don't care. This is the best superhero movie I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's fair. Hands down, this is incredible. This is a movie I would also love to watch with a VR headset. Mm. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh, they should do oh that. my gosh! That, that. Uh, I was tripping on the end sequence, you know, or the end end credit <sighs> sequence, uh, oh because all of the art and the repetition and right. the patterns that they were building with all the different spider people in this movie, and I was like, "Wow, this would be great in just an immersive experience." Just this song and just this end credit sequence would be really, really cool in a in a VR thing. So, for me. 
this is uh, this elevates the art form and the superhero genre. Uh, it stands alone uh, and it stands apart from everything else that I've seen MCU uh, produce. So I'm I yeah I cannot I, I've got I'm I'm almost speechless with how much I just want to gush about this movie. Um, so, well, maybe let's do this because we should break down, we should start to break down a little bit more these individual bits and pieces and then talk about the Sony Marvel thing and the multiverse and then the story and the production, uh, all in, in more prep for the, the movie coming. And then we can start to get to speculate a little bit about what we think is going to happen in, in the movie. So let's take a little break. And then when we come back, we'll start to get into it. Sounds good. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And we're back. Okay, uh, Alicia, um, you have some insight into the Sony versus Marvel Studios stuff. Do you want to walk us through a little bit of that world? Yeah. Yeah, so basically uh, Marvel at one point, they were not doing so well uh, financially. So Mm -hmm. they ended up selling off a lot or, you know, renting out at least a lot of their top tier characters to other studios. So that's how Fox ended up with X-Men and, you know, uh, Universal ended up the Hulk and Sony ended up with the entire Spider-Man universe. And this is also why we got so many back-to-back Spider-Man films because Sony, (laughs) Sony had to keep releasing them or they would give up the rights. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but then now we finally, with this new phase, once Tom Holland joined, then uh, they started to work together a bit more. The the okay. two studios, like uh, Marvel's, like they ended. Marvel was able to buy back uh, X Men, and they're working on uh, Hulk is you know on its way back into their fold. Um, and yeah, Sony's the one that's just clinging on to the Spider Man property. So it's like if you can't beat them, work with them, and. Yeah, there's been a lot of ups and downs because they definitely don't always see eye to eye and it can Uh be hard to coordinate to make sure the stories are cohesive across the two uh, studios. And there was even one point when Tom Holland got a little bit tipsy and called the bosses at both studios and was like, please don't break up. This is so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, whether it's his uh, drunken pleading or, you know, the money they see, uh, they've decided to (laughs) put their... To put their bygones, uh, let bygones be bygones and work together a bit more closely. And so that's just why we're getting now more crossovers between the MCU side and the Sony side. Uh, Interesting. But Sony does have some animation uh, project management issues. Okay. Um, not, just, not just related to this, but related to just in general. I, I have friends who are animators who have worked on their projects where they just like let them sit for months doing nothing. And then they have them do a bunch of work that gets thrown away and, you know, just leave a lot of unhappy uh, animators. And this is what I've heard was the case with the new film that's coming out. But you know what? I don't think that 
I, there's been some very successful movies from Sony Animation Studios that uh, were part of this process that uh, you can't see it in the end product. So I have every hope that this one's going to pull through too right. and be as hopefully as good as the first. Maybe better? Right. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big demand. We Man. need it to be better. There's a lot that I'm excited about. So I, mean, I have hopes. From the, the small amount that I've seen, I, I think your maybe better could actually come to fruition because um the way that they've done the the multiverse is just so it just makes sense <laughs> it, it, it it the way it's rendered the way that right. people get drawn in and out of you know this larger realm and what we the little bits that i've seen that we've all seen um leading into this movie like a central hub space where we could all get together and chill out and and try to unpack what exactly what's going on um has a lot of potential for me and i think this movie can set a template of how to do the stories that marvel wants to do and how to do them well they tried and what you call it what's the last spider-man movie the um a homecoming? Uh, or? No way home. No way, no way home. home. Yeah, they tried in No Way Home. Um, they tried it a little bit. They tried in in Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange, um, but they didn't hit the high notes that Into the Spider Verse hit in any of those attempts. Right? Just take heed, take note of how characters are being uh, able to to coexist and understand that yes there's this larger you know realm of possibility out there is really important in these sorts of of movies like i never felt in multiverse of madness this awe that should you should feel mm-hmm. when you're traveling through universes Mm-hmm. You know, like this. Holy crap! What what what's happening here? You know, and 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 in no way did they even slow down to even try to explain coherently what was happening here. Right, right. They didn't waste <laughs> any time in exposition. No. Yeah. We need that. Right. You 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 sort of need that for the characters to ground themselves as well, right? Yeah. Um. Spider Verse did that for me. Hmm in a way that you know when you have peter parker you know coming through swinging and saying hi i'm peter parker and then peter parker comes through swinging, hi i'm peter parker and hi i'm gwen stacy and you have this kid who's looking up like one more time from the top (laughs) right exactly right and this kid who's coming into you know his own origin story listening to all these other origin stories and saying, how do I fit into this milieu of so origin stories? <laughs> right. So, so you know, the Marvel, um, the Marvel Studios, as an entity, as an institution, is you know they've got a roadmap. They're trying to produce content. 
they're under the mouse. They have a you know a corporate sort of ownership that they have. Sort of, they do. They have a corporate ownership that they have to um, uh, pay fealty to. Sony is Sony. Sony is owned by Sony, and Sony Animation Studios is Sony Animation Studios. That's it. They are you know they are an entity among themselves where. Marvel has at least two steps between you know Disney and then themselves, um, and you could say a little bit maybe with Sony Animation, but Sony isn't isn't traded and run the same way that that Disney is. So, w- is there something that's different that Sony can do with a character, and, and is that an important part of the uh, production process? If Marvel could see a way to connecting with other folks outside of its castle walls and bring in different vision? And is that successful? Because as you were saying, Alicia, this is the one successful cross uh, corporate uh, franchise uh, p- you know, piece of, of media across the, these two fran- um, uh, across these two behemoths really. Yeah. I mean, I think there's two parts to that because on the one hand, um, Sony has been thus far a little bit sloppier, you know, look at more. Uh-huh. I don't hate Morbius as much as other people, but that's a good example <laughs> to give. <laughs> we can even use like Venom Carnage, you know, but also they've been, had more room to be darker too, which is great for Spider-Man stories. Now MCU is finally, you know, Disney's finally letting them move into, we're going to get a rated R blade and things like that. But that's been the advantage that Sony had up leading up to this point. Right. Um, I just think they need to get a little tighter in the storytelling and making sure it links back into the MCU well. Right. I also think that, you know, specifically the the Spider-Verse movies just stand, like you said, head and shoulders above everything else. So that's a credit to to the filmmakers. Yeah. That's a credit to the writers. That's a credit to the the people who envisioned it and, and brought it to, you know, to the screen. Um, Maybe the animation helps you take risk that you wouldn't take in a live action, uh-huh. you know, film. Um, maybe it, it pushes you to think a little bit more outside of the box mm-hmm. because it is animated. That could be part of a reason why this movie is just, you know, as, as great as it was, mm-hmm. as great as it is. Um, a freedom for the for the the creators to to really create something that's totally out of this world where right. if you have live action you you're kind of you know like we always talk about how possible can these things be you know what i mean like the science behind right. you know each each franchise that we have we we're always talking about wow man how could they do this? Well, how could they do that? <laughs> well, how could they do this? How, it doesn't make sense. How could you, you know, trying to break down how these things could work? Um, maybe that freed them from those shackles mm-hmm. and just allowed them to tell a kick-ass story and, and say, this is how we're going to, you know, present it. I think that has, that's played a role in how the differences between, you know, these movies have been, and I'm talking about the Spider-Man movies specifically. Um, yeah. All, you know, the other nine, they're, you know, 
you know, the Toby Maguire films were cool. The the gone. <laughs> You're just like yeah, cool, you know? yeah. They're just movies. They're yeah. cool, you know. Yeah. And even the Tom Holland ones, they were, you know, they were cool too. Right. You know, I I, get I, it. I like Tom Holland in the Avenger uh, pack. I think as opposed yeah. to yeah. Him as a standalone. I, yeah, I agree. Totally agree. I, I think his best Spider Man was Civil War Spider Man mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, yeah right. definitely. You know, well, that was that, when I, when he was like making the jokes during that airport yes, fight and stuff. Yes. That was when I was like, ah, there's Spider Man, right? There he right. is. Um, yeah, and we don't get a lot of that in his solo movies, right? Mm. It's a, it's just a showcase of what animation can do. This film, um, in general, even beyond like the specific superhero universe, just the way that they combine mm. different animation styles, and you know, they use it to tell like layered storytelling, and uh, it's. I mean, I just think any animated film, whether or not they like Spider-Man or superheroes in general, has to watch this film. Like, we we spoke about, you know, superhero movies and the visual medium of storytelling in, in these sorts of movies, right? It's just as important as the script is just as important as, you know, the the scenery, you know, the, the visuals matter, Um I think we get, you know, I've I've got uh, production stuff a little bit further down in our outline, okay, but I okay, think okay. we can, no, well, no, but I don't think we can wait for it. I think we have to talk about it now because we all keep touching on it. We all keep yeah. dancing around it. And I think it's pretty critical to the success of this movie if, to, to the production of that movie is part of the success. It's not just a nice thing. Oh, it looked pretty and it was good. And huh. no, 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 no. The fundamental success of this movie is directly tied to how it was animated and how it's been presented on screen. Agree. Uh, Agree. There, I never, in all the years of folks trying to roll comic books out onto the screen, not one film for me has ever been successful until I saw Into the Spider-Verse. And then I felt I am watching a a live visual comic book. The way that they do panels, the way the, the texture of the screen, there was stuff going on in a sort of uh, a sub visual realm that made me feel like I was turning the pages of a comic and that I could see the pulp, the, the crappy pulp, you know, paper that they produce the comics on. Right. All the way through to the edging on the lines where the colors bleed over the, and I don't, I know there's a whole lingo for comic book stuff, but there's like the outer illustration, the line drawing, and then they color it and then they have to color it in sequence so that the different colors layer on top of each other. Right. And then that process gets offset. Right. And so colors are shifted off of each other and you can see a red and a blue and, you know, a green sort of, you know, overshading each other. And they recreated that in this movie and it blew me away that they could do that and they could do that so well and to make it feel so authentic. I cannot believe what I saw. Uh, I am still in shock and disbelief. It it was absolutely uh, the best thing I visually have ever seen in my life, practically. 
Yeah. And it's just so cool that they were able to have every universe has a different art style, but somehow it didn't look out of place together. You know, you have like, you even have, you know, spider ham, this who's literally called a cartoon at some point. And, you know, he pulls out a big mallet and (laughs) and and it works even next to, you know, spider noir, who's all black and white and speaking in Nick Cage voice, you know, it just all works together somehow. That's just bravo. And when when uh, Noir Spider-Man went into the Collider, everything turned black and white for a half yes. second as mm-hmm. his yes. energy shot back out. And I was like, that is the attention to detail as, a, as somebody who likes to nerd out on some of that type of stuff. I was so, I, my appreciation levels just hit the, you know, even went even further than, than they could, you know, already be at. So yeah, they, they, they were hitting everything out of the park. Yeah. You know, Every every note that they were supposed to to hit, they hit the note. Firing you know, on all cylinders. All yeah. cylinders, and it, and it, you know, it's a it is a template for storytelling. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a it's a template for origin stories. I think, um, especially as we we spoken about before, the MCU is trying to get younger. Mm-hmm. Right with their heroes, trying to usher in a new generation. The way that his origin story is told in this movie, I think, should be followed. You can't do it the exact same way, but you can hit some of these notes. Mm-hmm. You know, being a kid who's going to school, who's still in class, who's still living with his parents. Now he's not living with his parents. Now his parents are still knocking on his door to figure out if he's home or if he's not, because he's not an adult, he's still a child. You know, coming into his own, not only as a person, but as a hero, you know, your body is changing. Mm-hmm. You're becoming stronger than, than what you were before. All of these notes that I know we've seen already in the Spider-Man movies, we've seen right. them. Right, coming right. it's a whole coming of age yeah. stuff and yeah. learning but responsibility. What's, but what's funny is they had like even you know the um, the the Peter Parker that who's the main Peter Parker in the first film. Um, mm-hmm. He's also you know he's a middle aged man, but yes, he's also going yes. through exactly the same, the same thing. His thing. body is changing. He's yes. questioning his identity. Yes, you know? yeah. yes. good it, point. It is so good, and it, and it's so great of a way to you know bridge those 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 gaps. You know, it's like, I'm still a hero, but what does that mean when I'm, you know, 40 or 35 or 45, as opposed to when I was 17? I think you were, like you were saying, too, we've seen these plot points before, and that's a note that I had in my notes, was this plot overall is nothing that we haven't necessarily seen. We've seen multiverse characters. We've seen, uh, you know, the the young hero coming into their power, the the big bad who's trying to reach back to some past thing to, you know, salve their wounds and and um, uh, you know find some sort of wholeness or peace for themselves, and so that throws the whole world into chaos. And then we have the fight, you know, the the penultimate fight, you know, with you know be, uh, between the the good and the, the big bad. So all that's really standard fare, but then being able to put it in this style and then to give us the comic book paneling Mm. 
and one shot and showing multiple reactions in the sub boxes and the pows and the zooms and the swoosh and the kabangs. Uh, there was a funny thing when they were r- running away from the lab and they had grabbed a bagel and uh, Miles, I think, threw it the bagel back at one of the lab assistants who was chasing them. And as it hit that person's head and bounced off it, there was a little boink, yeah. you know, uh, uh, in graphics over yeah. the head. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, like that <laughs> is comic books. So being able to take a, a pretty straightforward story, layer it up with the animation, and then give it to us in a comic book style, that was, yeah. Um, that, I think that's where, where this movie is, becomes super successful. And one, one more thing I want to say about you know, Spider-Verse, Into the Spider-Verse, was that the juggling of characters was mm-hmm. right. really Massive. handled well. Right. Right. Um, between Gwen, uh, Peter, Miles, and even the villains. The, yeah. the, if you think about it, you know, Uncle Aaron, you know, as Prowler and, and you know, Doc Ock, you know, even, even the villains were, and Kingpin, of course, were handled very well. Um, yeah. By far my favorite Doc Ock. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask absolutely. you, that was going to be sort of a next up question, Alicia, like, uh, of all of the characters that they fanned out for us, uh, who was your, who was the one that jumped out to you the most? I mean, on the villain side, that one, but yeah. on the other side, yeah, it was, I mean, it was Gwen. It was like, oh my God, it's like me on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I could nice. be in the mask. They're right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And, right. And, 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 you know, their relationship was was very well done and this whole mentor mentee responsibility with great responsibility Mm -hmm. great power took on a whole new meaning for peter in in the movie right Mm -hmm. you know what's his responsibility to this kid who you know is going through some stuff that you know he he had to go through at that age you know what does he owe him you know, what does he owe this new Spider-Man? Like, right, right. You know, what? That's that's. It, it was man. That movie was. <laughs> yeah. I also have to give a shout out to Penny Parker just because that's such a that's the little girl with the yes. robots. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, spider, she was awesome. I guess yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that's just so. It, that was one of the things that made me think like, oh wow, you can do really different things within the same story framework, and that was such an, a great example of that. And, and to um, reach out to another massive market and, right. and v- vital part of uh, entertainment, which is, you know, uh, Jap- uh, Japanese animation styles, mm-hmm. and to make a direct eye contact with that fa- that fandom and all of those folks and go, yeah, we can incorporate and you can represent here just as much as, you know, and bring the noir thing. And then, of course, the Porky pig thing. I don't know what yeah. the hell that was, but that was just Spider great. Ham, man. Spider, Spider Ham. Spider just, Ham. <laughs> that's just great comic relief in the right. uh, in the in the whole thing of it. So yeah, right. I, I think it was really good. I thought that Prowler uh, and Uncle Aaron's yeah. character for me, visually, the imposing nature, the way that they drew him, the way that he moved. Uh, uh, not a super surprising twist, but still a very fun twist. I wasn't necessarily expecting it. Um, but the, 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 the doom, the sense of 
doom presence that he brought every time he came on screen was uh, right. was really great and then yeah to to then tie that back into uh, what does Miles have to understand about power and responsibility right. and your impact in the world? That this somebody he loved and looked up to, who was so important in his life, uh, turns out to be mm, not such a great guy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it, it's. Um, I mean, it's a cool twist on like the uncle. You know, he's the Uncle Ben of the Miles right. universe, and it's right. it's a cool twist to make him a villain of sorts, but one who overcomes it with his love of his nephew. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just they they did such a good job with the character development, right? You know, they his parents were right. very know. real, yeah, very real. Yeah. I was, you know, and just the way the city was a character, uh, having lived yeah. in in Brooklyn uh, in in New York City for a number of years, I felt like I was back in the city. Uh, the oh, subway sounds, somebody that had somebody record actual subway sounds right. and. You know that that all that was great. So it was really nice to have that. Uh, it felt like um, New York City as well in the in the visual style, in a way that the movies don't. Never the right, live right. action movies, right? You know, they, yeah, they didn't glam it up or anything. They're just like, this is how it is. This is NY, yeah. you know, and this is but animated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is weird that the live action movies have never really captured that energy. Mm-mm. Never. So, uh, one of the other things that really carried a lot of energy was the music. <laughs> so I had to had to see what you guys had to say about the music. Uh, I, John, you had you had your doubts about the uh, Guardian soundtrack. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is this is just it, it's it's the rhythms of the city. You know what I mean mm-hmm. and. Like I said, with, with the Guardians, it's not that I don't know those songs. It's not that I don't appreciate those songs. But they're, they're a signifier, you know, as to, you know, what type of, you know, a place and a time, right? Mm-hmm. For Spider-Verse, it's, yeah, this is this is the sounds of the city, man. This is what New York sounds like. Right. You know, right. and he's... A, cool hip kid right or wants to be a cool and hip kid right because right. he's not so cool and he's not so hip right. at the beginning he's all of us yeah he's all of us and he's struggling with that but through all of that it's still the vibe that you get right you know, when you put on your headphones and you like you walk in the streets of of new york walk the streets of brooklyn walk the streets of queens wherever you at staten island and you put on your headphones and you just vibe to everything around you mm. via what's playing on your headphones. That was me. You know, that's right. still me right. on the trains with my headphones. Right. right. You know, rocking out to something, whatever that I'm playing. And it's it's so weird to me that the people movies don't get that. (laughs) It's just, I I, I can't, I just didn't understand how it's possible that the animator, an animated movie got that energy, but the people movies could not do it. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So 
You got anything to add on that, uh, Alicia, with the music? No, just that this feels, like I said at the beginning, that this uh, feels like more the product of an artistic vision. Yes, absolutely. Not like a studio uh, paced together. Mm. Right. This is not a red string board in Feige's office. This movie connects to this movie, connects to that TV show. This is creatives who have resource and access to everything they need to execute their vision to the fullest degree. And they had a point of view, they had something to say, and they had the means and opportunity to say it. Uh, right, they're given the, the space to make it. Given the space to, that's great. Right yeah. there, what you just said. Given the space to. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and they, they totally pulled it off. So um, we should circle back around really quick to multiverse stuff. Is there anything, uh, Jean or Alicia, that we should know how this movie ties in? Obviously, they had, I mean, that was a central uh, machinery of this, the plot machinery of this was a multiversal thing. How does Spider-Man, what should we know about the multiverse in general in the primary MCU line versus this movie line? Is there anything that, that could help us orient or things that we should watch out for? I'm going to be looking out for mentions of incursions because that's a big thing coming up in the MCU storyline. Uh-huh. Which is basically when you are uh, you go to another universe, you know that can cause problems for both the universes. You're weakening like the barriers between them, and they can collapse into each other. Okay. Um, so I'm wondering if that's going to be brought up. They did bring up. Um, well, Jean, do you want to talk about the uh, numbering of the universes? Because they brought up <laughs> they they called um, they referred to Tom Holland not by obviously not by that name, but um, right. they referred to him as the from the universe one nine 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 nine. But which yeah, again, this is a Sony versus Marvel thing. Uh, all of the fans, like the hardcore fans, are like, yeah, the MCU is one nine 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 nine. But and the comics are, you know, sixteen. Uh, yeah, and and uh, Feige's like, no, but the MCU is uh, the you know a live Feige action six one six. Yeah, he said it's six sixteen. <laughs> he said it's six sixteen. Yeah, and uh, and now they've referred to this. So I don't know. Is this just Sony going rogue, or is this going to? They're actually going to bring that back around to that numbering uh, that makes separates well, the comics and the movies. I mean, that's that's a great point because in in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. They they visited I think six eighty three or eight eighty. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what universe Wait, they I were think, in. Yeah, I don't remember six, what you what she designated. Six eight six. Six eight six. Thank you. So we're that numbering it matters. Yeah, it, it's real and it matters and it's and it's different for each universe that we'll visit. They'll have a designated number to it. Um, the connections like. Sorry, 838. 838. Yeah. So the incursions, which was mentioned at the end in the end credit scene in Multiverse of Madness, that's going to be really important to know um, coming up because that leads directly into, you know, the second Secret Wars that came out in the comic books a few years ago, which is what I think they're basing the Secret Wars. Um, Avengers movie in phase six or seven will be on. It's this notion of, you know, universes being destroyed and how do we stop all of this from happening, right? So that's 
that's going to be, I think the encouraging theme is going to run through, but I don't know if it's going to be in this, you know, across the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Because they, I'm thinking of what I saw in the Doctor Strange movies and what we saw in the last Spider-Man movie. They didn't tie into into the Spider-Verse, really. Right. But this might change it. It might. It might. But I don't have faith that Sony and Marvel are going to see eye to eye for projects that are so down the line. If that makes mm-hmm. any sort of sense, does that jive? Does that comport, Alicia, with kind of what you're um, hearing? Well, and I, I mean, there's there's rumors about that this one. Uh, well, first of all, we're pretty sure we're going to get at least some live action scenes. Um, like, for Ooh. instance, uh, there's going to be well, a Venom. Yep. Let's hold on to those uh, speculation <laughs> stuff for a second. We're gonna okay. do. I think we're gonna take a, a, a break in just a second, and then we'll get into yep. into that kind of stuff uh, real to quick. To be continued. Yeah. Anything else we want to cover? Does that pretty much cover it for the multiverse stuff without getting no, into I, specifics? We we don't want to get into specifics, but again, all of Marvel, all of the MCU has been leading to this. Okay. Right. Yeah. This is what they've been you know, planning on doing stage four, five, six. This is what the intention is. Multiverse, multiple universes, multiple characters. You might have the same characters. You already saw it. You got three different Spider-Men in the last Spider-Man movie. This is where they're headed. The template, again, we said earlier, I don't think they did it as well as, you know, the Miles Morales movies. Right. Mm -hmm. What happens with this Miles Morales movie? That's the drum roll. Well, and that's the interesting thing, too, is that the multiverse isn't something that they invented after the fact to try to fit different IP pieces together so that they could have marketing and drive all these different television shows and movies. Multiverse stuff existed in the comic book world, right? To make comic works. Where then we look at something like Star Wars... We have to have a primary canon, and then things are in canon or not canon. And so the, the, what creators can do that aren't part of the central core, it gets a little dicey. So at least here in the MCU, we have license and room, because that's just another... It, it, it can be a cheap device. Oh, that's just another multi-dimension. But then you can do it something really extraordinary with it, like they did with into the Spider-Verse. But the and character which what we're going to get with uh, across the Spider-Verse, I'm guessing. So let me just say the character yeah. in the comics, the Miles Morales character, that whole universe. Um this is a spoiler if you haven't read any of the Ultimate Universe um Ultimate Marvel comic books or whatever, that universe ceased to exist. Mm-hmm. Miles Morales was saved as that universe was being destroyed and he okay. was brought into the main mcu okay oh okay okay <laughs> at least she's got her fingers right crossed, double finger crossed so there screen. are ways to do it right that the yeah. comics have already done and that was part of you know the entire secret wars run from a few years ago 
So, so Miles tricky. Morales was brought into the main Marvel comic okay. book universe. So we could conceivably see him on screen in a live action movie. Yes. Wow. Almost certainly. Um, which it's gotta be, uh, it's a fine line. It's gotta be a tricky thing for, to be a studio producer and somebody senior in this world because it's very cheap and easy. Oh, it's just multiverse, but fine. It can be multiverse, but then how do you incorporate it with some sense of authenticity, with some sense of integrity so that you're true to these different, uh, storylines and characters and different sort of blocks of the IP, to fit them together. It's not like taking a Duplo block and a Lego block and trying to mash them together. Uh, right. You know, you've got to, um, somehow you've got to thread this line to make it, uh, seem reasonable and not just a cheap, uh, lazy writer's trick to, to, you know, mix these, uh, these storylines up together. It's already been written. <laughs> right. <laughs> like well, gave, yeah. gave you the blueprint. You're like right. the blueprint exists. Right. In in a different way from, you know, the Star Wars stuff because right. they took away and added to canon, right? Mm-hmm. This is already this is part of the lore. Right. It's part of the DNA of this. It's, it's baked yeah. into they're the just, sauce. They're remixing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You don't have to, you know the thought process about how to do these things. Yeah, I get it, but it's been done. Okay, it's, it's been done. So and- we should probably uh, take another quick break. And then when we come back, let's start talking about our expectations for the new movie. Do you guys have anything else you want to add? Final thoughts about into the spider verse. I could, I could just we sit could here and whole, froth and yeah. bubble about it, but <laughs> I think that I mean, would get yeah. a little boring after a minute. When when we come back, we should talk about the post credit scene because that directly leads into the new film. Okay, cool. Why don't we do that? Why don't we kick off with the post credit and then we'll we'll roll into our expectations? So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Okay, and we're back. Alicia, uh, uh, just before the break, you said uh, we should uh, take a look at the post-credit scene. What is important for us to know about that? And that's it's at the very end. You have to right, go after the to credits. the Yeah, after all the credits. It is the final thing. There's no mid-roll credit uh, scene. It's the end scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's that one uh, we saw... We saw a, another Spider-Man who's called colloquially Spider-Man uh, 2099. Uh, his name is Miguel O'Hara. He's Irish-Mexican. And he was being tasked, basically, he was given like the first prototype for this universe jumping bracelet and kind of being tasked to go out and find other Spider-Men to collect together. Okay. And that's basically setting up this movie. And that that person was uh, played by Oscar Isaac. So right. looking nice. forward to seeing more of him. And he's got this. AI called uh, Lila, who's played by Greta Lee, who uh, fans of Russian Doll will know her as the best friend of Natasha Lyonne in that show. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I watched the first um, season of, of Russian Doll. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to be a central character in the new film. So, okay. Um, and they did something which, uh, again, put it, the film into this higher. Um, level of respect for me is that they played with the Spider-Man pointing meme right. and they did it in a really 
intelligent, winky, winky, fun way, but that had consequence and had meaning. Right. Uh, not only from a nostalgic meaning standpoint, but an, uh, a meaning for going forward in the show and some of the, I think they were t- giving us some tonal color for what we're going to deal with because these Spider-Men are going to be pointing their fingers at each other and saying, but you're, po- you know, you're, they're going to be a con- there's going to be conflict uh, among the Spider-Verse is, is what I'm gathering from that scene. Agree. Yeah. Agree. Um, I love the fact that they played with the meme. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks, and we saw in the preview for the new one that they are uh, making that even bigger. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that looks to be, you know, it, the new movie, you know, if I can talk about expectations real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Um, let's, let's talk about it. I, I'm excited to see a lot more of these characters, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, Miles is one of my favorite comic book characters, so yes, I'm excited to see him back and all of this stuff, but I, I want to see Gwen. I want to see um, Jessica Drew. Yeah. You know, I want to see... Who is Jessica by, Drew? Spider-Woman. Okay. And she played by Issa Rae, so it's yeah. like, oh, the cool. cast is just amazing for this film. Nice. I, I want to see... Um, I want to see Spider Punk. Sp- yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was about yeah. to say. I was trying to think Daniel of his Kalua, name. Yeah. Um, yeah, Daniel Kalua. I was trying to think of his name. So I, I want to see um, Spider Punk. Um, yeah, so there are characters that, are, that I want to get to know a little bit more on screen um, to get them a little bit more shine uh, because some of their comic runs have been pretty, pretty badass as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. The, the, this is what I'm, I think I'm most looking forward to is the inclusion of all these other characters that um, we get to see for the first time and get to revisit and get a, to know a little bit more about, you know, Gwen's background and her home universe, hopefully. Yeah. And this is only part one of two, right? Right. True. True. Wait, so, what? Yeah. So there's, yeah. Okay. So we'll, well, all right. So break it down. What are we expecting here specifically? Well. I'm expecting to hopefully get know a little bit more about Gwen. No, 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 about the movies. The, Please, you, you, um, oh. We're not sure where they're going to split it, but okay. we know that it's going to be two it's parts. a two-parter. Yeah, it's yeah, so a two-parter. And, oh God, uh, oh, that makes me so nervous because of the writer's <laughs> strike right now. Yeah. Uh, and uh, where yeah. they are in, yeah. in production. I mean, I have to assume that, you know, it's going to be a couple of years for the next Before one. Before we get the next that. one. Yeah. Yeah. And especially yeah. with uh, all of the CGI houses uh, right. struggling, uh, regardless of even writing stuff that's going on. So, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, let's keep talking a little bit about uh, characters that we're looking to see. Uh, and uh, Alicia, you had written down a few that you're interested in. And yeah. there's these, some of these names are, I have no idea what I'm reading <laughs> or what, what's going on here. I mean, yeah, there's just going to be such a wide variety of like every type of Spider-Man you can imagine from like cats to T-Rexes to, you know, you talked about the importance of, uh, with Penny Parker of representing a different, uh, you know, a different culture. And uh-huh. so we do have like another Spider-Man from Japan at least. And then one I'm particularly looking forward to is Spider-Man India. Yes. And, what? Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, there is, especially, I, I think it's not like I, you know, read his comics a lot, but ever since I became aware of him in this film and they've released like a clip that shows he's, he's got this kind of Deadpool energy without all the swearing, you know? Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and yeah, his name's 
I don't know, try to pronounce it, Pavitir Prabhakar. I'm so sorry to all Indians out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm but, Googling, I just Googled uh, the name. The, some of the, the drawings and animations of this uh, Spider-Man is, are amazing. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Yes. The, his costume is, is so cool. It's so Spider-Man. Read Spider-Man, but uh, India Spider-Man, right? It's, it, yeah, it exactly. works. It's amazing. Yeah, and yeah, they just the sheer variety and seeing just in the trailer so far, just seeing how they mesh it together. You know, as long as uh, they didn't screw that up with mismanagement, I'm I'm hoping right. we uh, take this even further than the last. Um, and I'm so looking forward to the new villain um, spot. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So this is a character from the comics, but uh, it looks like I don't know. What do you think of this uh, of the portrayals you've seen it so far, Jean? I, I think it, it's spot on. Yeah, John, you can edit this out. When you can edit out that bad joke when you get to editing this podcast. No, but I, I think um, I think Spot's going to be an interesting character because his his power set is so different. Um, right. So you know, it, it, I don't know if you could have done that live action yet. Yeah. Right, given yeah. where we're at with you know technology and all his of body's the- covered with portals. Like yeah, he had an so, accident in the lab, and yeah, this so, is crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at some uh, again, googling Google imaging really quick yes. and, uh, and so, uh, seeing him. Yeah, he's a really. It's going to be a really um, fun to 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 see that in live action how it works, how his power set works. And um, it looks like they're playing it for laughs too. Yeah, they are. They are. Well, it's definitely. Jason Schwartzman, right? So yeah. got to there's got to be that comic twinge to right. it. Right. So that that's one of the things I'm looking forward to as well, not just um you know getting to He's, learn about the new characters, but also seeing how this character's power set actually por- gets portrayed on screen. Right. Right. Is this going to be Jason Schwartzman's biggest role ever? <laughs> Probably. We'll see. Yeah, I Probably. mean, he's he's done some stuff, but, yeah, but this not, is going to put yeah. him into the superhero realm. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right. Um, Alicia, what yep. else? You've got some more notes here about yeah, some well, crossover one, one stuff. One thing, and- yeah, speaking about Spot, there was a, um, a promotion in Vietnam, I believe it was, where they showed, uh, there's been some live action rumors of scenes, as I briefly mentioned before the break. And um, we see in a promo that aired in Vietnam, uh, Spot in live action, reaching through a portal and interacting with Mrs. Chen, who's a character from the Venom, Venom universe. Um, so I don't know if that means we're going to get, you know, Eddie Brock or any more than that, but that's already really cool. And there's also been rumors that maybe Tom Holland will pop up in this too. Um, I don't know how much weight we should give to that, but it's been pretty persistent rumors. So right. uh, I'm curious to see. When, when you said, um, Eddie Brock, I, I, just to jump backwards a little bit, he's also, those Venom movies also play a role in the multiverse saga. Yeah. Because... In those movies, the, he he, the the character says, "Well, I know this guy, right?" Yeah, and presumably they're in different universes. So, yeah, and we saw in the Far From Home credit scene, uh, they left behind a, a, a little blob of venom. Yes. Yeah, and next to next to I forget uh, Christo, I forget the actor's name, but Danny from um, from Ted Lasso. So I'm hoping. Oh, that Danny that Rojas. Means- 
Yeah, yeah. The really? actors, yes, Chris or something. Okay. Or something. But uh, yeah, so I'm hoping that maybe he'll get infected and be back right. in this universe. Right. I'd love to see more right. of that. Yeah. Christo so, Fernandez, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they are definitely building to a multiversal, you know, saga mm-hmm. on screen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we already saw, uh, even before into the spider verse, like a year before that, um, when homecoming came out, we saw, uh, yeah. Uh, Donald Glover as, as, uh, the prowler, as, yes. you know, uncle Aaron. So, and he talked about his nephew when you keep right. the exactly. his nephew. Exactly. Uh, so he's still out there. He's hopefully coming back sooner or later, but it wasn't it Marshall Ali who was playing, uh, uncle Aaron in the no. first movie in, no. in, in the, in the uh, animated movie. Yeah. Oh, but oh, you're talking live action. Okay. Yeah, we're talking, talking live, live action. action. Yeah. We're talking yeah, live yeah, yeah. action. No, he's okay. going to be Blade in live action. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. that's very cool. Yeah. Well, Don, and, but I heard Blade got put on hold, right? Jean? Yeah. Writers again. Yeah. Writer strike. It, it got pushed back again. Okay. Yeah. So that we'll was Fair enough. Keeps getting pushed back. Like it gives me pause. Well, I mean, in this case, everything's going to be pushed back, and yeah. you know, I'm very behind the writers, so whatever. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Did right. you hear the actors might go on strike and support? Good. That Good. would be great. Shut it that all down. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, as a podcaster, I am like, please don't shut, please make a deal. <laughs> but as a human being. <laughs> right, but as a human being, well, you know, capital versus labor here, you know, yeah. we need the, uh, the directors and, and, uh, uh, the actors and everybody to support this. Yeah. Cause it's, I was reading, I was listening to some stuff and I don't want to get too far off onto the, the strike related stuff, but um, they just had the upfronts, which is where they do all the ad buy stuff and everything. And TikTok and YouTube are just eating everybody's lunch uh, in terms of uh, where money and, and viewers are, where viewers are TikTok and YouTube dwarf uh, what any of these streaming platforms are doing. But then the fact that there, there's, there's no, it's just, uh, there's, there's no transparency. It's all very opaque about what numbers are happening, what shows are are going where, and you can't, you know, you can't build a business where people can't see and have transparency into how a show is doing, uh, right. uh, and how many views it's having, and where is it going out for syndication, and you know, it's a, it's a creative project, and so those people, you know, own that stuff in, in some. Degree some way, shape, or form. Never mind the issues of executive pay, which sound just completely ridiculous relative to what they're asking for uh, in terms of livable wages. So anyway, sorry, I don't want to go too soapboxy on it. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, it's important that we got to support these folks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially when they're giving us great content, like across the universe, you know? That's right. Right, because that, you know, the reason that movie is so good is it's the artists, which, you know, obviously they need better treatment too, but um, it's it's the writing. It, yeah. It's, you know, uh, directors who think they can write themselves, especially with the help of AI, they're never going to create a film like that. Never. <laughs> no. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Is there anything else that we should be looking forward to or looking out for in this next movie? Um, people are very excited that there's apparently going to be also a Lego universe shown. Uh, in the movie. So there, oh, yes. there's going to be like a Lego because, verse. Uh, Sony also does the Lego, the Lego. Batman and, you know. oh my Lord, <laughs> Lego talk about a brand that has Endured. successfully marketed its yeah. <laughs> IP <laughs> out around. I mean, they have star Wars, they have Harry Potter, they have everything. Uh, we went to a local toy store, uh, not too long ago. 
that has a whole section, whole corner section of just all Legos. And there's neighborhood friend stuff and animal stuff. And what's this ninja go-go stuff or something? Go-go, yeah. Oh, my Lord. I was, uh, you know, and I remember as a kid just having a barrel of Legos that that weren't a set. They were just raw (laughs) pieces. Now there's all these worlds. Oh, boy. Anyway. All right. So, um, cool. So the movie's coming out. Uh, What's the date or release date on the movie? The June 1st. June 1st. June 1st. Okay. Okay. And this is here we are. We're pointing at each other again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Spider-Man meme. Um, I am definitely going to try to see it as soon as I can. Uh, we have a plan to all reconvene and podcast uh, and do a live rea- or our reactions to it. And that episode should drop about a week after the movies come out. So everybody's yeah. got a chance to see the movie. Um, uh, before we say, cause I think there's a whole bunch of same day podcasts that come out and you can't Absolutely. listen to those right away. So we'll come back about a week after the movie drops and, uh, Alicia and John, and we'll see if John actually sneaks out and goes and sees it or not. But, uh, mm-hmm. if he does and he wants to participate, he's welcome. Uh, otherwise it'll, over to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, otherwise it'll be the three of us. Um, any parting thoughts, uh, Alicia for Spider-Man, any hopes or dreams that you have? Um, yeah, just I, I hope it's as cohesive as the first. I just mm-hmm. hope it's as tightly knit together in that way. Great. And uh, if they need to take their time on the second one to pull that off, then right. do it. D- yeah, take your time. Jean, thoughts? Um, n- I don't have. I don't have thoughts. Okay. About what? <laughs> are you what nervous? Going to be. Are you worried? You got? Are you? I'm not. I'm not worried. Uh, I'm not okay. worried. I'm not nervous. I don't have thoughts of what it's going to be. Okay. I, I just want to. Um, I'm just happy that it exists. Right. You know, Fair I'm just enough. happy that well, it fine. exists, right. and that that's yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to not dive around too much myself into the uh, pre-media hype, uh, the pre-hype media. Uh, I'm just going to see it, and and fingers crossed uh, that they are holding that same emotional center that they had in the first movie. I got a lot right. of feels, especially the, the big bad fight scene was not so much, you know, that was, that was okay. Like he's going to, you know, uh, they're going to beat up on each other and, and somebody's going to win. Um, but when all the other spider verse folks started to leave and there was all the little goodbyes and stuff like that, that really got me. And that really, held a lot of the emotional center for the movie uh, of the movie for me. So I'm really hoping that um, I get that as well. Some vibes like that as well, but I'm also really looking forward to the humor as well as the animation style uh, to see where uh, they've come to with this next round of development in the production qualities. I have no idea what they're going to throw at us next. And I just, I'm I'm really excited to see what they're going to, they're going to give us. So uh, I'll leave with this. I got the feels at the end when he hugged his dad. Mm, right. He hugged his father. Oh, they better not kill his father. Uh, <laughs> they kill his uncle. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. And he did the whole thing like, oh, yeah, but good right, to work with right. you. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it I was, was wondering. So, it was so striking because in, in that moment, his father kind of towers over him. Yeah. But he's Spider Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But right. his dad still towers over him. Nice. Yeah. You nice. know, that Even was Spider Man has a yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. And Very that's cool. something that we don't get with Peter Park. Right. 
the there was that Stan Lee, and I love the fact that you know they included Stan Lee animated right. in it, oh. so that was, yeah, that was very sweet because he's got to be in every movie sort yeah. of thing. But then the quote that they flashed up on screen: "The person who helps others simply because it should." Uh, or must be done, and because it's the right thing to do, is indeed, without a doubt, a real superhero. And um, that yeah. idea of who can wear the mask, anyone can wear the mask. And I don't want to dive too far off on another Star Wars tangent, <laughs> but that was what I think that they were trying to do with the second movie of the trilogies. I'm blanking my the, uh, the of the sequels. What was the second? Rian Johnson's movie? You mean... Uh- uh, no way home. Oh, sorry, far from home. Oh, sorry. Yes. Star Wars. Uh, homecoming. Oh, Star Wars. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I threw you the, guys. Last a, Jedi. The Last Jedi. Last Jedi. I think that's what Ryan Johnson was trying to say. Is is that the Force can be out there among people and people can use it to you know better their lives. And I don't want to get too far into that uh, thing. The film versus the message. But I got that's the vibe of the message, which is we all have access to these superpowers and right. we should be applying these in our lives and from, from small scale to big scale. Spider-Verse did it better. <laughs> that's what yeah, we, don't wanna, we don't want to get into that one. We don't that's what I'll lead with. Spider-Verse did it better. Fair enough. You fair can't enough. pit my babies against each other. Marvel <laughs> <and Star> Wars, <laughs> Marvel. Oh, we're going to do it. We're going to do we're it. Friendly, <laughs> friendly podcast here. Friendly podcast. <laughs> All right, uh, so um, I'm going to wrap it up real quick. I want to give a shout out to our uh, Patreon supporters, uh, our Lore Masters, which is our top tier, Samartian, Cyrus, Mark H., Michael G., Michelle E., David W., Brian P., Nick W., SC, Peter O.H., Bettina W., Adam S., Nancy M., Lavinia T., Duve71, Brian8063, Frederick H., Sarah L., Gareth C., Eric F., Matthew M, Sarah M, and DJ Miwa. Thank you all so very much for being our top tier Patreon supporters. Uh, thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We've got uh, a bunch of new uh, features that we're going to come online for uh, patron supporters uh, on our one-year anniversary, and we'll have more about uh, information about those as we get closer. We're designing a special thank you sticker that's going to be sent out to everyone who is a subscriber at the end of July, which is our one-year marker. And we really want to break that 100-subscriber barrier to sort of uh, get us up into the next level of um, production and being able to incorporate some uh, more and different uh, uh, shows and contributors uh, and then make sure that everybody's taken care of um, and that we can keep the lights on. And the best way to support us is through the uh, Patreon. Ad uh, ad supported podcasts are great, but the revenue is a little bit fickle, and so it's really the Patreon supporters who uh, keep us moving forward. So if you're interested, check us out at Patreon.com/slash The Lorehounds. A couple of quick notes on programming for the rest of May. Uh, Alicia, we'll shift dust. You should be having an episode out. Well, you should have had. By the time uh, yeah. this podcast airs versus when you recorded, we should be somewhere where? What are we up to? Episode four, episode um, five? Yeah, so a- episode four breakdown is the one that's uh, coming out um, before this airs. And then, okay. uh, yeah, next up will be five. Yep. Okay, great. And how many episodes are in this season? There's going to be 10 in the first season. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I believe that we've been talking about uh, uh, John right. and I coming on to your podcast uh, a couple of times yeah. to... to 
to discuss a little bit. Um, for the last week of May, we've been doing these little uh, short-form podcasts. Where we've been covering Barry, White House Plumbers, and Ted Lasso. All three of those shows all end in the same last week of May, so that's going to be a really weird... Uh, there's a lot of podcasting happening then. So if you're watching White House Plumbers, Ted Lasso, or Barry, make sure to get your feedback into us uh, because that's uh, for Barry and Ted Lasso, those are... Uh, season finale or, or show finale. Show so finale. Yeah, we want to get everybody's um, uh, series feedback on those. I think also Succession and Yellow Jackets are also all ending that same week. Yeah, big week. So yeah, the end of May is a huge week in television. Um, if you're a Patreon subscriber, um, we just had our last Second Breakfast episode, so check that out. Um, our most recent, uh, episode of the, um, Ursi, um, books by Ursula K. Le Guin. We just covered Tombs of Atuan. That should be out now. And then we, as we mentioned, will be back, uh, about a week after Across the Spider-Verse airs to give our reaction to that. Alicia, thanks again for jumping on. Oh, thank, thank you, you guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you, Jean. Thank you, Jean, for uh, Thank you, guiding us through the comic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, indeed, this is, this is fun times to be a, a comic book superhero nerd. Well, and we've got Secret Invasion coming up, so uh, yes, I yes, think we're going to do some uh, regular series coverage of that. So yeah. look forward to that for our next MCU coverage. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you on the next MCU uh, podcast for Across the Spider Verse. The Lorehounds podcast is produced and published by The Lorehounds. You can send questions and feedback and voicemails at thelorehounds.com slash contact. Get early and ad-free access to all Lorehounds podcasts at patreon.com slash thelorehounds. Any opinions stated are ours personally and do not reflect the opinion of or belong to any employers or other entities. A new Star Wars journey begins in the place all good journeys begin. At, well, the beginning. This Star Wars Day, I'm excited to introduce the new Star Wars Canon Timeline Podcast, where we will piece together the complete story of that galaxy far, far away, in timeline order, from the dawn of the Jedi through the great unknown following the sequel trilogy. This is a podcast for both Star Wars superfans and complete newbies. Listen to the short intro episode now to hear how it works, and what to expect over the coming weeks as we set the stage for the new television series, The Acolyte, which we will be covering with weekly breakdowns. Subscribe to the Star Wars Canon Timeline podcast wherever you listen to take part in one of the most epic and expansive stories ever told, following all the twists and turns from start to finish. May the 4th be with you all, all month and beyond. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.